Good morning, and welcome to Simply Economics. It's Thursday, February 8th. On today's show, we have the director's statement on the budget and economic outlook for 2024 to 2034. And a senior economist warns that while we've skirted a recession, the economy is weaker. Plus, we'll discuss the latest economic forecast. This coverage and more, up next. I'm David, and you're listening to Simply Economics. We start off with a significant development in the economic sector. The Congressional Budget Office has released a new report titled The Budget and Economic Outlook, 2024 to 2034. This report projects a significant increase in the federal deficit and a rise in public debt. Here to discuss this further is Celeste, a correspondent for Simply Economics. Can you tell us more about these projections, Celeste? Certainly, David. The report projects that the federal deficit will grow from $1.6 trillion in 2024 to $2.6 trillion in 2034. This is about 50% larger than the historical average over the past 50 years. A major contributor to this deficit is the net interest costs, which are expected to grow significantly, reaching $1.6 trillion by the end of the period. That's quite a jump. What are the other factors contributing to this increase in the deficit? Two underlying trends are also boosting deficits. The aging of the population and growth in federal health care costs per beneficiary. These trends are putting upward pressure on mandatory spending. As a result, Federal debt held by the public is projected to rise from 99% in 2024 to 116% in 2034, surpassing its historical peak. It's then expected to continue rising, reaching 172% by 2054. What about the impact of recent legislative changes on the deficit? The Fiscal Responsibility Act of 2023 and subsequent continuing resolutions have reduced the growth of discretionary spending, Including the effects on debt service, these legislative changes are projected to reduce deficits by $2.6 trillion over the next 10 years. Additionally, the labor force in 2033 is projected to be larger by 5.2 million people, mostly because of higher net immigration. This is expected to increase GDP by about $7 trillion and revenues by about $1 trillion from 2023 to 2034. And what does the report say about the economy? The U.S. economy grew faster in 2023 than it did in 2022, even as inflation slowed. However, economic growth is projected to slow in 2024 amid increased unemployment and lower inflation. The Federal Reserve is expected to respond by reducing interest rates starting in the middle of the calendar year. Economic growth is then projected to rebound in 2025 and then moderate in later years. How do these projections compare to previous forecasts? Since February 2023, when CBO published its last full economic forecast, the agency has lowered its projections of economic growth and inflation for 2024. CBO also expects interest rates to be higher from 2024 to 2027 than it projected last year. After 2027, CBO's current and previous economic forecasts for economic growth are generally similar. Thanks for joining us, Celeste. Now, let's turn our attention to the Bank of Canada, which is grappling with the question of when to begin cutting interest rates, according to its latest summary of deliberations. 
This comes as the bank continues to deal with inflation that remains too high and broad-based. Here to shed more light on this is Abby, a correspondent for Simply Economics. Can you tell us more about the Bank of Canada's current predicament? Certainly, David. The Bank of Canada is indeed in a bit of a quandary. On one hand, it's dealing with persistently high inflation. On the other, it's trying to figure out the right timing for cutting interest rates. It's a delicate balancing act, and the bank's recent summary of deliberations reveals that it's still unsure when it will be able to start reducing rates. And what are the implications of this for Canada's economy? Well, the timing of interest rate cuts can have significant implications for the economy. If the Bank of Canada cuts rates too soon, it could fuel inflation further. But if it waits too long, it could hamper economic growth. Meanwhile, a TD Bank economist predicts that Canada's labor market will cool this year, but perform better than it has in previous downturns. What else should we be aware of in the Canadian economic landscape? One key development to note is that Canada's merchandise trade balance has recorded its first monthly trade deficit since July. This is due to a combination of higher imports of pharmaceutical products and the appreciation of the Canadian dollar. Thanks for that breakdown, Abby. Now, shifting our focus to the consumer's role in the economy, let's discuss the recent economic forecast breakfast hosted by the Chamber of Grand Haven, Spring Lake, and Ferrysburg. Dr. Paul Isley, Associate Dean of Undergrad Programs and Professor of Economics at Grand Valley State University's Seidman College of Business, emphasized the importance of understanding consumer behavior. Here to discuss this further is James, a correspondent for Simply Economics. Can you tell us more about Dr. Isley's perspective on the consumer's role in the economy? Certainly, David. Dr. Isley stressed that the consumer is still in control this year. He believes that it's crucial to understand how consumers are going to react, and then look at the specific issues in the Grand Haven and Northwest Ottawa area, including Spring Lake, Ferrysburg, and the surrounding townships. These areas have unique economic challenges that need to be addressed. What are some of these unique issues that Dr. Isley mentioned? Dr. Isley didn't go into specifics in his comments, but he did mention that the area has some unique issues. This could refer to a variety of factors, such as local economic conditions, demographic trends, or specific industry dynamics. It's clear that he believes understanding these local conditions is key to understanding the broader economic picture. And how does the consumer fit into this broader economic picture? The consumer plays a crucial role in the economy. Consumer spending drives economic growth, and changes in consumer behavior can have significant impacts on businesses and the economy as a whole. Dr. Isley seems to be suggesting that understanding consumer behavior and how it might change in response to various factors is key to predicting economic trends. What might some of these factors be that could influence consumer behavior? There are many factors that can influence consumer behavior. These can include things like changes in income, employment levels, consumer confidence, and interest rates. Additionally, external factors such as political events, technological changes, and even social trends can also have an impact on consumer behavior. So, understanding these factors and how they might influence consumer behavior is key to predicting economic trends. But how can economists and businesses use this information? This information can be incredibly valuable for both economists and businesses. 
economists can use it to make more accurate predictions about economic trends, which can in turn inform policy decisions. Businesses, on the other hand, can use this information to make strategic decisions, such as where to invest, what products to develop, and how to market their products. James, thank you for your insights. Now, shifting our focus to the media industry, as Fox and Disney prepare to report their Q4 full 2023 earnings, the industry is eagerly awaiting details about the recently announced major sports streaming joint venture. Analysts are predicting that under this new arrangement, sports enthusiasts could be paying around $60 a month for a bundle of the new Disney WBD Fox platform, Peacock, and Paramount+. Plus. Here to delve deeper into this is Michael, a correspondent for Simply Economics. Can you shed some light on these predictions? Certainly. Stephen Cahal, an analyst at Wells Fargo Securities, has shared some interesting predictions in an investor note. He aligns with most analysts on the bundle's price, estimating it at $40 a month. He suggests that many sports fans will likely supplement this service with Peacock and Paramount Plus, which provide live NBC and CBS broadcast feeds, respectively. This bundle would offer the majority of linear channels featuring major sports league live telecasts and would cost around $58 a month. And what about the ownership stakes in this joint venture? Disney, Fox, and Warner Bros. Discovery have described their joint venture as an equal measure of 33.333% ownership stakes. However, Call believes that Disney will control half the economics. His reasoning is that Disney's channels supply 52% of the revenue and the conglomerate pays 56% of rights fees to the leagues. That's quite intriguing. But what can we expect in terms of the details of this joint venture? Based on Fox's early morning earnings report, it's possible that we might not get much information today. However, the industry is certainly anticipating details such as pricing and the launch date of this major sports streaming joint venture. It's definitely a development to keep an eye on. Thanks for your insights, Michael. And with that, we wrap up our stories for today. Thanks for listening to Simply Economics. We'll see you back here tomorrow.